How many of us, when we want to get a job, we need to present a resume, right? Or we want to get into a nice school. We better have a good record, young people, pay attention, which includes sometimes no goofy social media postings or uh, we are not going to include the bad things that we have done. We try to include the best schools, the best behavior, the best relationships. Everything has to make us look good in order to get that job, in order to get into that school, in order to become friends. When you want to become friends with someone, you're not going to mention your crazy uncle who did who knows what. You will mention your cousin who is a doctor. I have a cousin who's a doctor. Um, what we try to do is really want to show the best. And when we do that, we would like to present a beautiful pedigree. And in our world as humans, this is how we operate. We look at best relationships, at uh, best connections, money, power, and so on. But God, God is different than us. We look at this genealogy today in the Gospel of St. Matthew. It's in the opening of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Father Nick went very quick through the names, but those names are important. This genealogy is important in the details. We will see something interesting about this genealogy, about this resume of Christ's human family. These are all descendants from uh, his parents here on earth, on Mary's side and on Joseph's side. And you'll notice that Matthew, actually, he does not avoid trouble past. He does not avoid the dirt in the record. On the contrary, he includes the details in the record. And he goes to a certain extent to make sure that those details are understood by the readers. So I'll give you a few examples here. First of all, very interesting is that he includes five women in this genealogy. This is unusual for uh, that time because women were not counted in genealogies. But he includes five women. And not only that, but a lot of these women had a troubled past. We're talking about incest, when he mentions Tamar. And then we have Rahab, who was a prostitute in Jericho, and she helped the spies to conquer the city. We have Ruth, who was an outsider. She was not a Jewish woman. We have a woman who is not mentioned by name in this genealogy. He talks about David the king, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah. Why isn't he mentioning the name of the wife of Uriah? Her name was Bathsheba. We all know about her, but he wants to include the fact that she was the wife of Uriah. Uriah was David's best friend, and if you recall the story, he falls in love with his wife, and he arranges for Uriah to be killed on the battlefield. 
and he takes this woman as his wife. That was adultery. That was not allowed according to the law. And David repents after that. But still, these details are specifically included in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. We also have David as an example of the royal, of the king. We all want to have a doctor, an engineer, someone royal in our resume so we can boast about ourselves. So he includes David in this genealogy, but he makes mention of David. He is the one who took the wife of Uriah as his, as his wife. Very interesting. So this David, this great king, had his own flaws. And from David the king, we have Psalm 50. We are, I'm sure many of us are familiar with Psalm 50. It is a psalm of, of repentance that we use many times during Great Lent, and we, we hear it. That was composed by David after he repented. So we have all this example of priests, kings, uh, people of questionable morals, outcasts. These are all outcasts. They are gender outcasts. They are racial outcasts. They are moral outcasts. They are all included in the mix. Matthew does not avoid this interesting details. And then we have Mary, the fifth woman that is included in this genealogy. And she is the one who gave birth to Christ. Now why do we have this genealogy? Why do we have this lineage? Well, the point that Matthew is trying to make is that Christ assumed our human nature as it is. God accepted us as we are. We have a, a message on our website in the visitors section there that says, everyone is welcome into the church. Come as you are, comma, but leave changed. And this is what Christ is telling us that in spite of your failures, in spite of your record, that I assumed also as a human being, I came to make you better, to change you. So all of us who want to clean our record, who want to clean our lives, we need to cling to the Lord. He is the one who makes us perfect. He is the one who saves us in spite of all the problems, all the dirt that we have in our past. Brothers and sisters, no one is perfect. No one can say that their record is perfect. But one thing we know is that Christ inspires us to be perfect, and he calls us to imitate his image so we can become like him. And today, when we read this genealogy, we realize that even Christ, according to his human family, was not perfect. And we are not perfect either. But we can become perfect. We can be like the Lord if we follow Him, if we love one another, if we care for one another, and if we obey the commandments of the Lord.